Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz, and a slight tangent. Get you going that little if you bit. Say to Anger it. is a great ah, motivator. Yeah. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Hurling on Off the Ball. With Board Gosh Energy. Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. Welcome back. We're back underway in Salt Hill. Galway, eight points. Mayo, four points is where we are. It was 8-3 at the break. Mayo and the wind has been the defining aspect of this game. Mayo have the wind in the second half. So we'll see how it plays out. James Horn there for us. We'll get updates from James throughout the second half and chat to him as well on the full-time whistle. We are turning to Hurling in the meantime because we have our semi-final lineup. It will be Limerick against Galway on Saturday week and Clare against Kilkenny on Sunday week. That's because yesterday Galway were 120 to 118 winners uh, against Tipperary and also at the Gaelic Grounds it was a double header. Clare 526 to Dublin's 217. Happy to bring in Mr. Tommy Welch. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Joe. Have I dragged you away from watching the football or are you not, not too concerned with that kind of business? No, <laughs> I was given out because this is at four o'clock. I thought that match was at four o'clock. Devastating now, I could have been watching it the last half an hour. But uh, we were at a blitz over, an underage blitz over in, in Johnstown all morning, uh, Joe. So I was only back. I genuinely thought the match was at four. And I was there, should have, you know, should have run this later or earlier. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I do love watching the football as well. Do you? Especially yeah. Mayo. Like, everyone enjoys watching Mayo and seeing, can they, you know, can they do it? Well, listen, I'll make a deal with you. I'll give you the last 10 minutes, OK? I won't keep you too long. How's that? Great. <laughs> so um, Galway one twenty, Tipperary one eighteen. I have to say, I thought Galway were in trouble. Just the manner and the disappointment of the way they lost that Leinster final in those dying moments to Kilkenny, and also I had a sense that while Tipperary had a, made a good show early on in Munster, maybe a bit of fatigue cost them in, uh, against Waterford. But geez, they'd be spitting about missing out on a Munster final and they'll be waiting in the long grass stewing in that one and I thought well Galway could be in trouble here but if anyone was flat Tom it was Tip Yeah and um, like it was definitely your 100% on that Joe like I think the big worry coming into the game for, for Galway was would it be so devastated after the Leinster final like they really went went forward they wanted to, to, to win the Leinster championship and it was lost in such a you know devastating fashion like I was talking to more, you know, there's people talking about that Leinster final the last couple of weeks and saying, you know, why didn't they kick it out for a 65? Why didn't they kick it out over a line? But if I was over that team, that'd be the last thing you do because you're giving them a set piece to try and, you know, manufacture a goal. I would say that ball was in the safest place it probably possibly could have been in Crow Park uh, for, for in that last couple of seconds. But just luck went against them and that happens in golf, it happens in hurling, it happens in Gaelic football and just the luck, I think, ran out for him. Uh, that day and could they recover from that because I often felt playing myself the worst match you could ever kind of try and focus on is the one where you're after playing really well well in the one previous but getting beaten because everyone's coming around clapping you on the back telling you you played well and you're unlucky so you don't even have the devastation of you know kind of being angry with yourself for not performing because I think that's when you're you're so uh, you know ready and tuned for the next game and you, you feel so disappointed with your own performance so I think that was the danger for Galway going into this game but possibly as everybody learned from Clare last year including Clare themselves that they gave everything to that Munster final in an absolute cracker a Munster final of all Munster finals and we're, you know Tony Kelly scored a sideline would you believe in the last 
puck of the game to draw a Munster final. Narrowly were beaten and went flat for the rest of the year. So I'm wondering did Galway reference that clear performance then in the match against Wexford after that in the Kenny semi final and say, listen, lads, we have to learn from this. Leinster Munster is over. Provincial Championships is over. This is the All Ireland series. And it did look like that because they looked defined. Uh, from minute one, I was trying to, you know, scribble down a couple of notes watching the game, Joe, for, to be ready for you today. And um, like Joseph Cooney, after a couple of seconds, was just putting in hits, getting on the ball, winning the ball. And it was just a, a performance where we're going to leave no stone unturned today. And it was from the, the, the first second. But then I would add in, after listening to Henry's interview after the game, um, like he, what, he, what he said it was simple enough, but he said, Tipperary scoring goals all year for fun. And especially in the last game against, you know, Offaly, the score was at seven, nearly 40. You're wondering, would they hit the 40 at the point bracket? And he said, we're going to stop the free flow and we're going to turn it into a battle. And I know they're simple terms, but it takes tactics as well because you can't just say that with no plan. They obviously had a plan with Cotton Mannion going back and they turned that match into a battle and give, you know, Callanan, you know, um, um, you know, Mark in the corner, they, they give him no, absolutely no space whatsoever. Jake Morris, when they got the ball, there was three or four lads on him. Yeah, and Cal- I think Callanan felt a bit isolated, didn't he? He did, and he doesn't have the pace of old. No, and um, you know he needs to be. I would nearly say, you know, when you come to that stage of your career, nearly you're coming on as an impact sub. When the other lads are getting tired, you come on with your experience and your craft and your guile. But when the game was in the the, the heat of battle in the first, you know, twenty minutes with no space, it was a hard place to play. I should tell people Mayo have scored a crucial goal in Salt Hill, so they're all square. Galway eight points. Mayo 1-5 is where we are all square after 45 minutes in Salt Hill. So they don't I, do it easy, do they, Joe? <laughs> be a few more twists and turns yet, I suspect. So all square on 45 minutes is where we are, Tom. Um, I thought watching the first half, I was disappointed in the standard. Now, maybe I've been spoiled by too many great days in Munster this year in the sunshine. I know conditions weren't perfect in Limerick but I thought there was a fair bit of aimless ball and Anthony Daly said as much as well like a couple of times where lads miss striking it or just find an opposition man and Galway would give it straight to Noel McGrath and he'd have a wide from distance and same pattern a few minutes later I'm sure it's tense and it's one of those you know these things can happen but like you wouldn't say it was two teams tearing each other apart in that first half in brilliant fashion Conor Whelan kind of came into it as the half went on for Galway yeah, a few individual, a few great individual performances. Yeah. Um, you know, like Conor Whelan, as you say, came into it. Um, even, you know, for Tipperary, you'd be saying Ron Amar, I thought it was exceptional. But I, I understand what you're saying. And it probably goes back to the way the two teams set out. They normally do play the traditional hurling where, you know, their first probably, you know, port of call is get the ball as fast as they can into the full forward line. Yeah. And then when you have the modern way of playing, which Galway had, you know, Cottle Mannion sitting back, Tipperary and a couple of lads sitting back. So, you see, looking from the stands, it's very easy to say, why did they hit the ball, you know, down to that corner? But if you go back to the to the right after half time, the Galway boys got the ball, they pelted it first time down, fast ball, it turned out then Whelan was in the zone, Cottle Barrett slipped, goal. The opposite of that then is in the first half when they were hitting in ball and there was a spare Galway or a spare Tipperary lad coming out of it. The problem there, Joe, is we can see it from the panoramic view of a television or up in the stand. Yeah. When you're hurling yourself, if you get the ball in the full back lane or the half back line, especially with the fitness and the toughness and the, the sense of you know tackling that, that every team has now, 
you don't you have a second, you have a half a second, a millisecond. You don't have time to look up, get that view that where is the spare man. Mm. A lot of time you're hitting it just out of, you know, you just don't want to, to lose the ball in defence. So I'd say for two teams that predominantly hit it long, that was the, I suppose, the, 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 the mistake. That's what led to the mistakes of ball going straight to spare man. The opposite side of that is if you have your Watfords and your Limericks who like coming out with the ball, transition the ball through the they're just used to doing that, so they never hit the long balls in. So that's just was the way the tactics uh, run. But not everybody can do that. Like you look at Tipperary last year, they tried to do that ball out through the transition, out through the middle. It didn't work for him. Liam Carl's teams generally go this way, and I think hurling is slowly going back to. You know, it's probably a hybrid version of the short game. It's a bit of both, but definitely hurling this year, I felt went back towards long ball. Um, you're asking about the Munster Championship uh, then Joe see what happened in the Munster Championship is Limerick defenders were so good with the ball Watford and especially Clare they pushed up on him so when you hit the long balls uh, against all, uh, the Limerick defence for them they didn't have spare men back yeah. that was the difference between the Munster Championship I think uh, and the games yesterday the other one is tension so no matter I know it, they were kind of knockout games but they weren't really the Munster mm. Leinster Championship yesterday was knockout yes. so nerves tension you kind of die on your you know you die on your sword and that's the way the game was and it's not going to be free flowing when you have that going on well, I think absolutely on the tension point because for both sides it was season defining whoever loses now it's a miserable season and whoever wins geez, that puts a real sheen on it uh, Whelan was great for Galway like first half um Brilliant and then kept it going in the second half. That's the second man of the match now, I think, of the year. Um, not many players get moved off Cahill Barrett, but Cahill, you know, <laughs> listen, we'll give someone else a go. He's tough man to mark, Whelan. He's fast, great movement. He can turn sharp. Like, he'd, he'd no fun, Tommy. No fun. And I think um, it's amazing how a change is as good as a rest, Joe. Uh, sometimes, like even Conor Cooney was... You know, he was, hadn't been hurling the way he can hurl, went off and, you know, he didn't start Jester, but come on last couple of minutes, I thought, look back to Conor Cooney of himself. Well, the same thing goes with Conor Whelan. Instead of taking him off, I suppose, the last day, or, like he was took off in one of the earlier matches against Kilkenny, Conor Whelan. But say that match against, say, last week in the Leicester final, I mean, against Kilkenny, they put him out in the wing. And they just give him a new lease of life. Yeah. And you think Conor Whelan's always a full man. But he was out there and he was able to break onto a few balls and suddenly his game kept, you know, it just turned around for him. Yesterday then he was just playing uh, like a player full of confidence. And he's probably, you know, he's probably Jackie Tyrrell up on the wall as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one-trick pony. And, you know, like, go back to Kieran Donnie when Joe Brody, you know, yeah. when Joe Brody, what do you think of that, Joe Brody? I, I thought like, you boys didn't uh, pay any heed to what's in the press, though, Tommy. Well, it turns out you do. Yeah, well, someone had mentioned it, yeah. You don't read papers. I never read papers. And we were always told not to read papers. Um, if there were one player, when I was starting with Kenny in 2002, you know, Brian said to us, um, and this is the kind of the start, I suppose, the media, nobody's to read papers, no one's to go out until after we all earned or whenever we're finished, you know. Next minute, then, and one of the older players was 32 or 34, up the front of the bus, big Sunday Tribune or something. <laughs> so I listened, I think, like Jack Greenish, I suppose, after winning the, the Champions League or the treble. You just do what you do and, you know, make no apologies for it. And it's sometimes it isn't that great to watch too. But, um, did, yeah, papers, did we? No, no, never read them. But, but God, someone would say it to you. I'm sure. You no, know, someone would say it to you. I'm sure someone has said that to Conor Wien. You can't beat that bit of bitterness or that bit of toughness <laughs> where you have a point to prove. 
it's, it really is. And I thought Galway just showed that yesterday, yeah. as you said. So it's just all on the line, like yesterday. And it, it gives you that extra 5 or 10%. Like, and I know we love, and it, I, I, I'm kind of halfway, I suppose, middle of the road on it, like between hunger, toughness, work rate, and then the game plan, skill, and all that. So there's a place for all of it in a game. It's like when you're building a house, you have the foundation, but then you also have the stairs and the roof and all that. So there's a place for everything on a, on a hurling field. But I think yesterday, like when two teams are equal, when a team wins by two points, mm. like hunger plays a huge part. I just thought Joseph Kuhn, I was so happy for him. He's been doing it all year. And yesterday, both attacking and defending, and he, he made a, an incredible block in the second half. Just magic to watch. In the white heat of battle, like when Ireland is at its best, you know what you often hear about a guy, he's a big game player, Joe. Yeah. I always think them lads. I bet you Joseph Cooney is a big game player in training in February. Yeah. And that's why he's able to produce it then on the on the day. Tommy Welch is still with us. Um and another thought, by the way, on the hurling yesterday, Tom, and uh, Joe Canning said it at full time on the TV, and I saw I found myself really agreeing with it, is that Galway uh, made hard work of that. Like they should have actually won by more. They missed a great goal chance, and he was almost. He found himself saying, "Like delighted that we Galway won, and it's great." But I got this nagging sense, like with Limerick on the horizon. At the same time, they should have been out of sight against Tipperary yesterday. Yeah, they should have. They, they had a couple of goal chances, like Conor Whelan in that first half. He was straight through. You know, if he had to take it on another three yards, like remember Don O'Grady was. A, over Cork, uh, he was over Limerick then uh, a couple of years later, and uh, I remember seeing him over in a, a Chicago trip. He was at the must be in the Munster contingent, I suppose, but he used to get the guys to bring it in nearly to the square and bat it in. Yeah, and uh, so simple but so effective. And I think you know we Connor Whelan yesterday could have brought it in an extra three or four yards, and it was a goal. And uh, instead, he took the chance. And in fairness to Reese, it was a great save, and he is known in Tipperary as a great shot stopper. I thought in the second half, then Keenan Fahey, who had a super game, he's a ball winner. And um, I thought he had a great chance. If he had to took it forward another three or four steps, it was a goal. And I thought definitely before half time, Galway, they missed a couple of great chances. And um, it looked like even Clare against Limerick, you know, they missed a couple of chances. Are they going to rue these misses? When you're the underdog, I suppose, you know, and Galway were probably the underdogs yesterday, you need all these chances. So you're 100% with Joe. Like, and that's like Joe and all them great as like Shamie Callanan and you know the top key and Lynch and all these guys. they do see the game in simple terms and yeah. they see probably that bit faster than everybody else so when they say things you do take notice but I was looking at the, the, the Galway team Joe versus the Tipperary team afterwards and they win by two points but it was hard to pick out Tipperary lads that hurled out their skin you know I'd say Reese on the goal Juan Amar and Alan Tynan tried fierce hard but for Galway did stars I thought their half back line were incredible Parag Mannion Dahi Bork and Joseph Cooney Cotton Mannion was brilliant Sean Lennon is a tough man out middle of the field he's able to mix it up front then I thought Tom Monnan their subs were actually great when they came on and Conor Reel Tom Monnan was brilliant he had three or four points when he came on and it just goes to show that the, 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 the importance of having good subs we thought Limerick for all the years you know, the David Reedy's and all Graham Mulcahy's coming on, won him a lot of matches. So for yesterday, I thought Galway subs did, did come on and, and played an important role. And seems to be the story of the year so far, Galway subs coming on and having important roles. But to, to beat Limerick, Joe's right. They're going to have to score. You know, there was a huge amount of, you said talking about the standard in yesterday's match, especially the first half. There was a huge amount of misses, huge yeah. amount of wides. So um, they will definitely have to um, work on that because... I think if you go back to John Kiley in the earlier rounds for, for Limerick, 
what was affecting them, he used to say in, in, in his interviews after, was, was their efficiencies. Mm. And they were, you know, striking a lot of wides. So I think to beat Limerick, you need to score probably a goal at the right time, maybe three minutes to go. And um, I suppose hopefully score all your, your shots. So our semi-final lineup is very intriguing. A repeat of last year, Limerick Galway on the Saturday and then Clare Kilkenny on the Sunday. I suppose if you're looking for some kind of improvement from Galway, last night against Tip, they're trying to get over the Leinster final defeat. There's a real pressure on both sides. Whoever loses this, as we said, their season is massively disappointing. Whereas Galway can kind of look at semi-final, Crow Park against Limerick, shot to nothing, we weren't a million miles away last year within three points. Like it is a totally different psychology now to no pressure. If we're beaten by Limerick and give it, give it a decent rattle, then it's been a fine season. That changes the whole build up, I'm sure, massively, Tom, for Galway against Limerick. Uh, it does. It does. It's probably pressure off to a certain extent, but imagine the opportunity that is there to knock out the team going for a foreign road or neighbours, Limerick, you know, the team that, that beat them in 2018 All-Ireland final. There's such huge amount, I think, on the line. Like, I never see these matches as a shot of nothing or a free punch. No, that's, that, that's so too, too different. But it just almost yeah. kind of exaggerating to show it's very different to what yesterday was for Galway. Ah, no, definitely. Like, if, if, if Galway lost yesterday, absolutely, Joe, it was a disaster. You know, a disaster. Really, it was a disaster because the Lancer final won and then to lose yesterday, you go out, you know, the, the Galway races and all that. But... I'd say the Galway people what they're most you know enthused about and encouraged by is that this Galway team doesn't go away ever you know for the last three or four years there's always only a puck of a ball in it and that's why I'd give them a chance against uh, this Limerick team now for them to win Joe I think Limerick are so strong and physical and tall and big they're going to have to move the ball fast they can't really get this into a, a physical battle Concannon, Nyland, all these lads up front, they're going to have to run around and move the ball fast and move themselves fast and strike. They're going Tom Onan and Ronan Glenn, these lads, Keenan Fatty from out the field. They're going to have to have their shooting boots on. What will give them a chance is their back line. So Galan is probably the farm hurler in the country at the moment. You know, if you're a big hurler the year now, it's Aaron Galan. Yeah. They've got old McInerney. I think we've seen that for Clare. Clare, when, when Conor Cleary wasn't playing, they didn't have a, a player to physically put it up to Galan. Uh, because Galan will shove you around the place. Brilliant in the air, brilliant on the ground. You need to be able to stand toe-to-toe with him and go for it. And I think uh, Dave Garrod McInerney, who was taken off yesterday, he got caught for the goal that John McGrath scored. So he'll have that bit of grip between his, his teeth. He has the experience of performing on big days, so there's no worry about that. And Galan, while he's fast, he's more powerful than you know a rocket. So I think McInerney, uh, that'll be a great battle. I'd rather see Galway leave Park Mannion out in the half lane because... If you have a half-back lane that's going well, the ball, first of all, doesn't go in as much. And second of all, you'll be, they're the launch pad to, to the likes of Conor Whelan and, and Cahill Mannion and Keenan Fatty and all these. So I think they're going to have to step it up on their players. They cannot fall into the trap, I believe myself, of Mannion. If you go back to last year's semi-final, I think Mannion as well went back, like yesterday, for a lot of that game, well, first 20 minutes. They only came back into the game when Mannion pushed up. Mm. Why? Because you can't give that Limerick defender's ball to play around with. So for Galway to, 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 to win the semi-final, I think they have to go for it. And it'll be high risk, but I think they will have to go for it and trust their backs. And lastly then, because I, I promised you I'd get to the last 10 minutes of the football, Tom, we're going to do it. Uh, Claire Kilkenny. Kilkenny blew Claire out of the water last year. So this time around, I don't suspect that's going to happen again. Yeah, and you know, Wernley for Clare though, John Conley went off injured, so 
hopefully that's not concussion like you know hopefully he's grand I yeah. thought myself he didn't look too bad going off so um, David McInerney I'm not sure what was wrong with him yesterday he he doesn't strike me as a player that would um, miss a player you know miss a game like that unless he was injured so they only have two weeks to come back the, the, why do Clare have a chance they're brilliant forwards so Tony Kelly was held last year by Mikey Butler you'd imagine the same thing will happen again as regards Mikey will be given a man mark and roll yeah. but this is where the likes Aaron Shanahan Shane O'Donnell scored 1-2 yesterday you know Mark Rogers scored 1-11 probably 1-6 or 7 from play so the other forwards are after stepping up and they do not have the hangover from the Munster final yesterday and I definitely think that was a huge probably psychological preparation that Lohan probably prepared the guys for yesterday. Straight away, Tony Kelly was talking about, we learned from last year. Mm. We're a different team this year. We're looking forward. So for them reasons, I give Clare a, a great chance uh, going into the semi-final. For Kilkenny, you know, listen, Kilkenny in the semi-final, they have the forwards, they have the players, so you can't write them off. No, you certainly can't. We'll... Um talk about that in a lot more detail obviously the week of the matches Tom we'll let you go you get the last 10 minutes of the football now what more can I do for you thanks a million yeah thanks Joe come on Tommy Welch with us and uh, our hurling coverage on Off the Ball with thanks to Board Gosh and Off the Ball has teamed up with Board Gosh as well to uncover stories highlighting the positive impact hurling has had on people's lives for full competition details you can visit boardgoshenergy.ie forward slash bgegaa that is the website to uh, visit Tommy Welch with us there Hurling on Off The Ball With Board Gosh Energy Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship 